Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you, Forrest? I'm good. How are you, Matt? I'm... I, I could be better. <laughs> I was fine three hours ago. Three hours. <laughs> Tell us what happened three hours ago. Uh, okay, so may may have had a little fire in my house today. Just a little one. Just a Fantastic. just a tiny one. Um, <laughs> basically, uh, it turns out if you uh, get microwave chips, put them in a microwave, and then while you're doing your Sunday cleaning. You get lost in the cleaning, and you oh. forget about the microwave chips in the microwave. I mean, to be fair, I was listening to Linkin Park um, really loudly as well in my ears. Which so, oh wow! So I, and I was really into it as well. Um, but uh, it was just me, Thea, in the house, and Thea, <laughs> bless her, like screamed at me in the bathroom. Went, "Daddy, I smoke!" <laughs> I literally ran into the kitchen, said all the kinds of swear words that I needed to. And I could see, like, down the other end of the kitchen that the inside the microwave were literally chips that were on fire. Because wow. um, it, it, it has, like, that paper kind of casing, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so weird. And then, um, so, yeah, I, I opened it up and then it made, like, a huge bang because, obviously, oxygen and fire doesn't, you know, they're, like, best mates. So that was a bad idea. But do you know what really saved the day? What saved the day? And this is a little bit of a PSA right now, a little public big, service announcement. Big old on the public service announcement. Dear friends, dear listener, what really saved the day was a fire blanket. I love a fire blanket. Are they what, is it expensive to buy your own no, fire blanket? No, you can get a fire blanket on Amazon, anywhere, even your local shops, even if you're in America, you can get it in Target. You can get it from like, literally anywhere, right? You can get a fire blanket. And I honestly, right there, right then, I was like that. That literally saved my kitchen because it could have. Because it could have been really. It, honestly, and this is the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It actually really could have been bad. Um, but wow. like, I got a fire blanket. And we've never had to use it in years. But like until today, really, what, I so ripped how, it out. Yeah, basically, yeah. so I ripped it out. Opened up. I opened up the, the microwave again, mm. and I'd literally just placed it over the fire. So you get these kind of like holders at the end. Mm. So I just, but I had to, obviously, I couldn't do that. So I had to literally put my hands over the fire and just sort of douse it down. And then I closed it again, turned everything off from the plug. Um, yeah, and then just it just I ended up taking it outside and I just opened up all the windows and stuff. And now I've, for the last three hours, I've been cleaning the house, oh my bleaching God. everything. <laughs> Got lemons everywhere. <laughs> lemons everywhere. Uh, lemons so, everywhere, yeah. So get... So, Fire blanket, you just take it out of whatever packaging it's in, and it yeah. literally, literally just you just put it on the fire. And job done. The fire, job, honestly, job done. It just you don't need to out. do anything. You don't oh, need well, to do well. anything. It will get rid of it. And the other thing is that if you've got any kind of like, so we've got um, like a naked fire kitchen hob thing oven, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a gas oven as well. So we thought, you know, you know, Rachel actually, fair play, props to Rachel. She's the one that purchased the fire blanket. 
Um, so we obviously have one. But like, honestly, dear listener, doesn't matter. Just get, just get. If you haven't got one in your house, get one, or at least a fire extinguisher. Just get one. Yeah. You never bloody know. Fire blanket or a fire extinguisher. <laughs> you never know. Lincoln Park or just cleaning might just distract you a little bit enough wow. to leave. Uh, and this is the thing. The, it, the chips, mate, they were in there five minutes. Five minutes. Tops. That is so mad, isn't it? And it was literally on fire. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Was yeah. there any, any remains of the chips left? That you could... Oh, you should. I'll take a picture of them and I'll show you. <laughs> it's literally just charcoal. Amazing. <laughs> So uh, and the, sorry, I'm 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 now fascinated by the blanket because it's, yeah. it's gonna it's an important purchase. It is. is, it, is are they reusable? They are reusable. I think they are. So anyway. It's, it's I not. Mean, it you don't it. use it, and then yeah. I gave it. I I, fold, I folded it and put it back in its packaging, but it does it does stink of smoke now. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it might be worth getting another one, but it doesn't like cause any holes in the blanket. It, yeah, it, it just it just marks it a little bit and burns it a bit. But yeah, so this episode is sponsored by uh... <laughs> Fire Blankets. <laughs> and do you know who else is on fire? <laughs> no one in this movie. Uh... <laughs> I was gonna say, you tell me, mate. <laughs> Uh, do you know, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think, there is zero fire-related thing that I can bring into this. Um, well, much like the hands of Captain Marvel. That's what I meant. That's what I was driving at. Oh. I knew there was some kind of fiery, but yes, much like the hands of our next movie, it's Captain Marvel. You really should leave this shit to me, but yes, great. <laughs> Yeah, we're here. Captain Marvel. I mean, see, this is it. My morning started great because I was watching Captain Marvel and I thought, you know what? I'll pause it at the last third just before we get to the last third of the movie and then I'll start cleaning and then I'll watch the rest of it later before we record. But, you know, that happened. So it's great. But it's fine. It's fine. I have seen it. I've seen it loads of times as well. So I'm um, qualified to review it. And this is the only time we could record, so yeah. we, we couldn't even, you know, we could give us, we had, we couldn't give ourselves any leeway with this, could we? No, that's true. So, um, but Captain Marvel, Jen, your, your first thoughts, Matt, bring him to me. Oh my goodness, Forrest. Um, oh, f- oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Before you do that, uh-huh. I've, I've forgotten a key part to our, our formula. Oh, you actually, you have. Uh, but actually, I'm going to yeah. bring back an old part of the formula. Oh. Because of the chaos, I've got myself a drink. Oh, what are you drinking, Matt? <laughs> I've got myself a beaver town. I'm going to open up. I know about but, your body, but what have you bought for your beer? That's <laughs> <laughs> a good bit of business there, Forrest. Oh, um, you bought that? Oh, mate. I missed that phrase so much. 
That's a good bit of business. Oh, I've got a Beaver Town. It's called Luna Haze, and I've never had it. It's a hazy IPA. So I'm going to go straight into town. All right, here we go. Mm. That's a keeper. Yeah, that's good. I'm right with that. Genius job that's done. Get, that's job done. Nice and little hoppy, kind of. It's, it's like a hint of hoppy, but right now in my nose, all I can smell is burning fire. So it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, w- I would have a coffee to talk about, but because of the burning inferno, I've been waiting here for twenty minutes. So I've actually <laughs> I've drunk the drink. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I'll have the coffee. Oh no, 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 no. That's, no. that's good. It's all right. It's all right. But what was the other bit of formula we've forgotten, my friend? So I've got a synopsis to bring to your yes, bring you to your beautiful ears. So strap yes, in, are. make sure the seatbelt's tight. You're ready for the journey click, of your life. Click. Let's go. Captain Marvel is an extraterrestrial Kree warrior who finds herself caught in the middle of an intergalactic battle between her people and the Skrulls. Living on Earth in 1995, she keeps having recurring memories of another life as US Air Force pilot Carol Danvers. With help from Nick Fury, Captain Marvel tries to uncover the secrets of her past while harnessing her special superpowers to end the war with the evil scrolls. Mmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hadn't yeah, fine. Been. Why not, eh? Why not? Why not? I think that's uh, a decent summary there. Decent summary. I don't have much to say about it. Much like... I'm not really going to be clawing for things to say in this movie. There are things that I don't want to say, but like equally there was kind of things where I was like, Meh. I don't know. Again, going back to kind of like first thoughts mm. with this. Um, I remember watching it the first time and being really unbothered by it. Yeah. Um. And again, what we do here, dear listener, is that we go through every single Marvel movie in order of timeline of release, and we give it a f- its fair dues. We go in, we go in fresh, right? So I went in fresh with this, and I'll be quite honest with you, mate. I um actually enjoyed it up until kind of the the you know halfway through. Maybe. Oh, okay. Um, I, the first half, I actually quite, I quite enjoyed, and there was. Um, we'll talk about a little bit more why, and I think I'm hoping it might link to something that I'm hoping you're going to say as well later on. Um, but uh, the summary, yeah, fine. I think it kind of rings true. I kind of how this movie is generally, yeah, fine, yeah, fine. I think it's better than Ant Man the Wasp. Yeah, but that's as far as I can go with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree on all counts. Um, yeah, it's it's a meh. That's, that's a that's a Marvel movie. Like, There's I'm some good moments. There but are you, some fantastic moments. moments. There are some fantastic moments. Um, I, but the sound of it, I think we're gonna we're gonna be very different on when those good moments are. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I I feel how I felt with this film um, uh, when I watched Man of Steel for the first time. Really. So Man of Steel for me was it 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 felt it, it, for me it was a vanilla superhero movie. I was like, oh, I love it, love bits of it, really interested. But yeah. then for the whole thing, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's not it's not a film I was desperate to go back to. It's not a, de- a film that I'd like any like follow up from. It's you know, uh, um, 
kind of instantly brought up another film in my head that's exactly the same. Oh, um, and this uh, could be controversial, but Robert Patterson's Batman, for instance. I I was nowhere near as much of a fan as some people have been. I thought it was a very well-crafted film. Cinematography, it's amazing, looks great. Do I want to follow up from it? No, I don't. No, yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel. That's my general thought. So this was directed by Anna Bowden. Uh, uh, Directors, actually. So we've got Anna Bowden, Nia DaCosta, and Ryan Fleck. It's about three directors that kind of worked on this movie which is quite a lot um and now i was going to say you know you know the um what i quite enjoyed i think it had a fairly strong storyline i think personally the narrative and the way that the narrative was played out was paced quite well um i think it kind of fell short a little bit as it got towards the end as we kind of realized where the film was going to climax to and where it was going to go um, however, I, I feel like the first half of the movie was actually quite strong. There was quite a lot of character development. I thought the way that they kind of paced the background in terms of bringing it in slowly with certain you know bits here and there. It wasn't kind of like, here's her background, now let's learn about the character. Um, it kind of came in, was part of the narrative as it kind of played through the movie, and I really enjoyed that. Um, and I thought... There were there was some there were some good mo. I think the scroll. I think Talos as you know w- was a really good character to use as a kind of conflicted another conflicted, uh, you know antagonist protagonist. You know vigilante. You know where where does Talos sit? You know as where does yeah. the scrolls sit? You know in this. But um, I think that was played quite nicely, and I thought Talos was really good as well. Really funny and some sort of good kind of uh, stoic moments for them as well. Um, uh, yeah, I thought there was some good. I think there was some good parts. I don't. We'll talk about characters later, but like, I th- generally speaking, I think the narrative was was fairly strong. Do you do you agree with that? Uh, so I thought the for me. Yeah, so this is my. I suppose this is my main criticism with it was that um, I felt that act unusually for me, and unusually I think generally. Act two, for me, was the best of the three acts of this film. I think act the first big, the beginning of the film for me felt too. Um, it it went it went straight in with it, and I'm not asked, I'm not too worried about that. But it it did it in a way where it didn't seem focused. Yeah. So it seemed very kind of spirit, like here's a new gang. Like you're already meeting a new person with Captain Marvel. Then you're meeting a new uh, new people uh, in with, with um, uh, the Greece and the Supreme Intelligence. You've got Krolls, um, Scrolls in there as well. So you've got lots of different people coming straight in right from the off. Um, yeah. A big old load of action sequences straight off the bat, mm-hmm. uh, and for me, it ju- it just seemed so watered down because there was so much to get through that it yeah. it didn't seem focused for me or centered, and that, yeah. uh, and I didn't enjoy that. Whereas by the second act, when you start to unpeel the information a bit more, um, you know, uh, Carol starts to know more about her life. Um, uh, and then, kind of at that point, at the same point, like uh, Nick Fury's character, like gets a lot 
like we start to get comedy from Samuel ja- L. Jackson's yeah. character. Yeah, we do. Yeah, um, which is a big old change, um, and that yeah, and I think that really that really is good. Um, so you so you so you think the second act was the strongest? I think so. Uh, because when, out, out of interest as well, because I'm interested to know when when exactly you think that moment is in the second act where it moves in. So what uh, bits are you thinking that were strongest? I th- I think probably from when we get to um, ca- so Captain Marvel on Earth, yeah, um, which is probably late Act One. I I'd say that's towards quite... the end. yeah towards the end of Act One. Yeah, kind of toward because you yeah that's quite after a bit, lot a lot of action sequences before we get to that point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think about that then. Um, yeah, because is that after? That's after because the whole. Just trying to remember it, but at the begin towards the beginning, you got that whole sequence where they get ambushed, don't they? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So and all of that, I, I don't know. It just it didn't really gel because I was like, I have no. Alliance with any of these characters. I have no, no ca- allegiance. Uh, yeah, I'm so. kind of with you there. I think it kind of went in quite quickly, didn't it? And it, yeah. you know, it, you, you didn't have much to digest really in terms of okay, who are these characters? What's going on? And it kind of within the first five ten minutes, you're straight in with the action, which is sometimes can work really well, sometimes can be quite detrimental to the movie. Um, but I sort of found I found in the first act when I first watched it, I was really confused because of the uh, the whole intelligence, the supreme intelligence, mm. and I and when we first saw the supreme intelligence, it kind of took the figure of um, uh, Lawson. Is it Lawson? Isn't it? It's, um, it's Lawson, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, who, who, you know, whose Carol was kind of like, uh, you know, passed as a human and all that kind of stuff. You know, at the time, we didn't really know who she was, but like you, and you saw her in a flashback as well, and. I, when I first watched it, didn't realise that there's very much, you know, there's some exposition here where Jude Law's character very much goes, yes, the counter, you know, the the intelligence takes up the figure of somebody that is the most of uh, influence to you or closest to you. I must have missed that because the whole time when I watched it the first time in the movie, I thought she was playing two characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, why, why have they done this? Yeah. Um, uh, so I missed that in the first time around. When I watched it this time around, I was like, actually, okay, fine. And that kind of, I think it brings in sort of different kind of complexities with, with you know, Carol Danvers, I think. And uh, Yeah, and I would agree. I think there's a couple of those things in there where the film muddies the waters a little bit. So yeah. I, I had a real trouble um, with keeping up with um, the Tesseract plot. Yes, because uh, the test like it's not mentioned until the third act. So to be honest, but most of the scenes you've said it probably wasn't even mentioned, right? And then Tesseract gets suddenly like shoehorned in quite a bit towards the end, um, and then and then I found myself trying to figure out timelines because I was like, well, because the Tesseract is first with is Captain America, isn't it? Yeah, and then but then Carol. Has bought has got it or bought it back, and then son and then there's a sequence right at the end of the film where the cat's got the tesseract, and I, I, don't, I don't know, I just found myself the, really lost where the fuck where the the place. You've got to remember it's the middle of the nineties as well. It's the middle of the nineties, so the 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 um the as far as I'm aware, the tesseract is kept on Earth, 
mm. in post sort of in the 90s it, it's held on earth yeah but i might be wrong there i might be wrong so if you do know any dear listener if you know exactly kind of the timeline actually that'd be good to know the the timeline whereabouts of the ta- tesseract from timeline kind of, of the tesseract captain america Anybody's first avenger yeah i would yeah. love to see the timeline of the tesseract because <laughs> this film definitely confused matters for me yeah you know it actually yeah that's a fair point it does it does a bit um, and obviously the light speed, you know, and, and the powers of what light, you know, this light speed force is and, you know, and how Lawson, you know, as a member of the Kree somehow gets onto the Earth. I'd, li- I'd like to know a little bit more about that. Where I don't think we got that really of knowing, OK, why exactly is that character being is on Kree? Are they defending? You know, I know it was said that they were looking for new tech and they were working towards finding that. Is that the truth? You know, mm. you know, when they're talking about kind of as well, you know, she was saying, you know, we're doing this to end all wars. Like, what does that really mean? Other yeah. than just the Kree and, you know, the scrolls in that, that war. Like, is there, what, what do you mean? How does that end all wars? Does she know that Carol Danvers is destined to become Captain, you know, Captain Marvel? And I, and I think the fact that it's got, it kind of poses this many questions as a film. And answers very few and muddies the waters. I think, I think it then suddenly becomes clear why this is a meh film because yeah. you're naturally you're like, well, I don't really. You've you've offered me very little. You've offered me a new character, and I understand like a, a fair bit about the character, but we don't we don't really learn much of. We, so we learn that Captain Marvel is is Carol Marvel. It, well, it is Marvel, isn't it? Is it, it? That's the whole job. Ju- yeah. Did you not? Yeah, well, you didn't watch I may, that film. I may you have missed that bit. The whole, really? it's, yeah, it's Marvel. It's V double L. It's not supposed to be Marvel. It's um, uh, it's Nick Fury who uh, I think um, pronounces it as Marvel. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, there's a I whole to, whole scene in this film. Right. Is that is that <laughs> in the last third that I uh, somehow I, didn't get to watch what? today? I can't remember. It must be. It must be. It must be. Um, so yeah, the whole. So she's at. It's actually Marvel. So it's M A R hyphen V E double L. And then I think yeah, Nick Fury then goes, oh, isn't that just Marvel? Um, so that's why. Yeah. So there you go. Little. Do you, do you so? Do you have like any kind of like favorite sequences, any fight scenes? Because I think personally, for me, I think there's quite quite a few sequences that hold up quite well um, as an what? MCU movie. So I think the um, I really enjoy, and this is going to sound really weird and really boring in the scheme of things. But one of my favourite sequences, is, I think I can't remember what his name is. The scroll, what is the scroll guy's name? Who is the main? Oh, is it Talos? Talos, yeah, yeah. Talos, yeah. Um, is I really like the bit where it, you've got. Carol goes to her friend on Earth, and yep. then Talos rocks up. Yeah, and for me, that I really enjoy that. That there's like about two or three scenes, and she kind of explains. It's where she uh, she begin. She then finds out basically that she's not you know she's not Cree, she's Scroll. Yeah, um, and um, and I, yeah, and I thought that whole sequence was really good because that's exactly what I'd been missing from the first hour or hour and a half is yep. that, that lack of like 
lack of any clarity, lack of slowness. Like, it was just action, 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 CGI, CGI, CGI. And then that was a bit of, like, actual drama about, about right, what you know, what are the scrolls going through? What did Carol go through? And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that segment. Um, I think f- from a f- action scene point of view, um, I put, I, at one point, I put Kick-Ass Carol. Um and I think that is the bit where we get reintroduced to Ronan. Yep. Uh, towards the end of the film, uh, and she just bat like she basically becomes Captain Marvel, right? Um, she's gone from like channeling her emotion, um, and then she just yeah, absolutely kicks ass in front of Ronan. Uh, that for me was an amazing moment. Amazing it's pretty cool moment. to see Ronan back. Oh, wait, well, we say back, I mean, in the past, but back, you know, in yeah. terms of the MCU. That's pretty this is cool. true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I hadn't thought of that. There's when loads I... of tie-ins. I, oh, yeah. I and, and this is why I think for me, uh, as uh, somebody that's, again, obsessed with this golden thread, I think this movie holds up as a, you know, as a, oh, I saw you do that. <laughs> I can't, I can't ignore that. <laughs> I, I've just turned uh, my light on in the room using my phone. <laughs> And every time I do it, Matt gets very, very excited. <laughs> just, okay. It's just like whoop, so suave, so flipping suave, and it and it's not like it kind of like just like it like turns on immediately. It like fades up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The light oh, kind of goes. Hey, I'm here. That, I'm in motion. It's evening time. <laughs> it's nighttime in the house. Oh my god! But anyway, yes. <laughs> Sorry. There are there are there are connections in this movie to other franchises in the MCU. So Guardians of the Galaxy comes up quite a bit. Ronan's in there, you know, in terms of a main you know antagonist for the first one. Uh, we also have um, a, a past version of Korath the Pursuer, who's also in the beginning of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, where he kind of can, um, tries to get uh, Quill. You know, uh, in the first part of the movie, um, so there's kind of there are kind of links. There's links here in terms of space that they, you know that were kind of thrown in together, and I quite like that. You can see that there is a connection, an immediate connection. You know, and then again, like having Coulson back as well was really cool, really awesome to see Coulson play um, a younger version, almost kind of a sexier version. I don't know if I, I don't know about you, Forrest, but like he looked pretty sexy to me. Pretty sexy, um, uh, yes, yeah. And it, I, I think it's at this time I have to I have to be honest with the listeners here, Matt, uh, in regards to Agent Carlson. So you, you might remember if you cast your cast your little earballs back for the loyal fans out there uh, that many a podcast ago we believe we are going to find it out. Uh, we believe it's the Thor podcast of the first Thor movie. Uh, I stated that uh, I believe that Agent Coulson might not know about uh, kind of superheroes and that there's a world outside Earth and and um, and then yes, I watched the first five minutes of this movie and remembered instantly that could not possibly be the case, uh, <laughs> given that he is so detrimental to the fucking movie that happened so many years prior to Thor. <laughs> uh, so yes, I, I want to put my hands Mate. up, apologise sincerely. Uh, I made a, I made a, a 10 out of 10 error there. Um, Schoolboy error. But it's, it's great to see his face. Uh, you know, And what's so funny is I thought I'd got away with it because obviously at the beginning of the movie, when in, uh, Coulson's Coulson, he's not actually Coulson. No, he's right? not. 
Uh, he's been he's been kind of scrolled. He's a scroll. Oh, is that what we're referring to? I don't know. I like it though. Scrolled. He got scrolled. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Not screwed. He got scrolled. Okay. Uh, Scrolled over, man. Oh, scrolled over. Oh my god! The other day I saw me. I got got scrolled over. I got scrolled over. Uh, And yeah, and I thought I got away with it because I was like, oh well, technically he might not. And I was like, no. He's, he's all over the fucking movie. He's all over the movie. Yeah, he is. I, you know, I think um, I think it's a good... I quite enjoyed the fact that they placed it in the 90s. There's something quite nostalgic about it for me, I think, as well. Like, immediately, Carol Danvers crashing into a blockbuster. I was like, yeah, brilliant. And actually, there was some really lovely shots, actually, where she was walking through blockbuster. You can see certain movies at the back. Mm-hmm. There's one that caught my eye, and it's called Last Night, I think. The la- As in a night, night, as in a night in Shining, Shining, Shining Armour. Um, played by Richard Gere and Sean Connery. I think it's called The Last Night. I need to check now because Mm. I'm one of those people that forgets things all the time. Uh, Do you remember Richard Gere? Do you ever watch any stuff with Richard Gere? First (laughs) Night. First Night. It's called First Night. I used to watch that movie all the time. We had it on VHS at home. And also Mm. directly next to First Night was Hook. And we used that VHS to death with Hook, and it's a classic. So I quite enjoyed seeing those kind of nostalgic pops in there. Um, And as well, the grunge kind of look that Carol Danvers takes on board as well. She's got a Nine Inch Nails t-shirt, which I really appreciate. I don't think there was enough... I'm rocking Nirvana today. See, there you you go. He's got got a lovely Nirvana t-shirt. Look at you. I don't think there was enough of it, though. Like They they tapped into it a tiny bit. But actually, I thought there'd be... I was hoping there'd be a lot more of that. I think they had... It's so central to the film, right? It's so central to the film that it's it's, it's so far back in time. Well, not so far, but it is back in time away from what we are currently seeing in the MCU. I think they quite deliberately played it subtly. Like, there was, I think, um, uh, Maria Rambeau had um, uh, Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls when she was kind of fixing the planes as Carol Danvers does a kind of reuniting with her. Um, but it was really subtle. You can see that the movie kind of took a decision on making it subtle and making it into the nineties. But I would have liked to have seen maybe just to lean into it a little bit more. Just get some more nineties soundtracks. You know, you got an opportunity there. If there's a kind of Guardians link to yeah. it, do a do a soundtrack to it like Guardians. Yeah. You know, go 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 for it. See what happens to it. But like, yeah, I think there were some good moments there. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. About the, what's your favorite character slash actor that you found in this movie? That is a difficult question. Um, I say a difficult question. I say a difficult question. It's it's not for me. Um, I I enjoyed um, Maria Rambo. Sorry, I had to make a decision there because I was I was either going to choose Samuel L. Jackson or mm. uh, uh, Lashana Lynch, who plays Maria Rambo. But I'm going to go for Lashana. Yeah. Um, I think she plays the role really well. I think she has lots of depth to her character. I wanted to see more of her, and I know we got a little bit more of her in Multiverse of Madness in that kind of variant kind of touch. Yeah. But I feel like it would have been nice to have. I don't know. I wonder if there's a way of tying her back in. I know we've got the the Marvels movie coming up with Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel, um, yeah. but I wonder whether there'll be kind of. I know, and I know. Um, is it Monica Rambo? Isn't it as well? That comes into it, but I wonder whether her mum in the past, the past variant, comes back. She's a brilliant actress. She's an absolutely fantastic actress. Um, so I was really happy to see her in it, and I thought she did well with the role. Yeah, mm. yeah. Definitely. What about you? Uh, I think for me, uh, I'm going to have to give it a fury. Uh, Samuel Jackson. I think that actually, genuinely, had some decent comedy moments. Yeah, he was really, he was just, really good. He, he did like really good act, uh, comedy chops in it, um, and just I love that character anyway. So a bit of depth um, about about his past uh, is 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 never bad. Yeah. Um, the uh, weakest for me would have to be Jude Law. I'm sorry. Yeah, hundred percent. So weak in this. Oh movie. my god. Yeah. It's it, there's Let's just talk about that. It's just so like it. it in the middle of this, and this is the thing, it, and and maybe this stems from having three directors. The lack of like identity for the film, because at one minute you've got fucking Jude Law doing his best kind of like this is a hot, an ultra action packed like stereotypical superhero movie, right? In one in one scene, and then you've got a completely different movie with Ben as Talos and uh, Lashana uh, as Maria, uh, yeah. Maria even, yeah. um, where you've got a completely different film because I've got like proper piece of drama there, proper like thing to, oh, this is, the, you, this is their backstory. This is so like, you know, sad and Carol like not remembering her past and, and all of that. And then suddenly you've got fucking Jude Law just being like this weird, like ultra um, stereotypical like... Um, antagonist yeah it was it was like a cardboard cutout swerve of an antagonist wasn't it well, no story see, whatsoever no story no and you could see it coming it was so it was that's mm. a, maybe a slight pitfall in in what i think still is a relatively decent script but like you can see that okay you've got this kind of like you know i'm your mentor kind of situation but really i'm kind of holding you captive because i need your power for mm. you know for me and you're like all that kind of stuff is fine but like you can see it through a mile off 
you know, there needs to be more kind of gen, gen, genuineness to the character before there's this kind of like turn when you realise in a flashback that actually it was him, you know, taking out um, Lawson in the first place. I think it was characterless. I don't think there was enough depth to 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 his performance. Again, don't know whether that was writing or Jude Law. I and this is, might be controversial. I don't have a long list of films that I go Jude Law was great in that. Yeah, yeah, no, know what I, I mean, I can actually agree with that. Jude, Jude Law is not someone that I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll go and see his film. You yeah, know what I mean, um, yeah. I, I yeah I think he was he was he was yeah the weakest out of them all I think there was you know I think Coulson was great I thought um, uh, the kid who plays um, uh, Monica Rambeau was great as well really good and speaking of kind of like uh, child stars uh, there's one that I kind of I, I I clocked in a flashback you know when Carol Danvers is on the go karts oh yeah she falls over the go karts and stuff and she crashes. So that is actually played by, and if you're a fan of Handmaid's Tale, um, by uh, McKenna Grace, who is currently in Handmaid's Tale. But she's a really great young actress as well, and she's absolutely killing it in Handmaid's Tale. She's so watchable. Do you watch it, by the way? I do. I do. Who does McKenna play? McKenna Grace. She is young Carol Danvers in the go Yeah, No, 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 no. Uh, sorry. In Handmaid's Tale. Uh, uh, oh, gosh. Uh, she is... She is. Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember who on earth she's who she's playing. She plays. I'm like, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Oh, it's on it's, its way. It's on its way. It's on its way. Who does she play? She plays Esther. Esther Keys. Yes, of course she does. Yes, who is um, aligned with the other handmaid? Uh, yeah, she's in, she's in Gilead. Yes, she's in Gilead. Oh my god, she is yeah. great. She's brilliant. She's brilliant. 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 And I thought, oh my gosh, there's a little kind of like bit there. But um, I think in terms of cast, I think it kind of works fairly well. I think maybe we could have, I think personally, you you put Jude Law in that role because Jude Law probably asked to be in the MCU. Yeah. That's kind of what I feel like might have happened. I don't don't know whether, you know, you must get so many famous actors that have a big name that go... Oh, hello, Mr. K Dog, Mr. Mr. K Man, Mr. Kevin Faggy. What's you, What's up, man? We're best friends. Can I be in the MCU? Um, just because it's a big payday, isn't it? It's a big yeah. payday for them. Um, it, I think it was miscast. I think there are uh, a load of other actors. I'm waiting for, and I don't know if you know this actor called Sam Claflin. Mm. He plays uh, Oswald Mosley in Peaky Blinders. Oh, okay. Don't watch Peaky Blinders, but what? <laughs> <laughs> now, I never. Wa- I've not watched it. I've not watched it, and I don't you know. Why- I don't know why, because I-, I can imagine I would absolutely fucking love Peaky Blinders. So, so mate, I- you'd absolutely love it. Never seen, never seen a full episode of my life. What else has Sam Claflin been in now? So he was. Uh, he's in. He's in Enola Holmes. He is uh, Mycroft, I think. Oh, okay. in Enola Holmes. Okay. Yeah. 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 You watched that. Yes. Yeah. I have yeah, seen yeah. It. yeah. 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 Uh, okay. So Sam, Sam Claflin, I think, he, and he, he's an absolute, you know, he plays an absolute dickhead in Peaky Blinders as um, the mega fascist of that was Oswald Mosley. Um, but like, he is a really good actor, and he can play villain really well. And I think this was a role for Sam Claflin, 
And if you're with me, dear listener, shout out and just say, yes, Matt, I agree with you. All right. On an Instagram or whatever, a DM. All right. So I've got some support on it. Um, I would love to see him in the MCU in some capacity at some point going forward. But I have a feeling James Gunn might take him on for the DC now. I just got to feel him. I would have proposed instead, right, keeping it within the film as it is, I thought Gemma Chan had a much smaller part than she deserves and should have had. I would have actually replaced Gemma, who it also plays, um, uh, also plays one of the Kree, uh, yeah. uh, um, as in Jude Law's part. I would have had her as the main antagonist of Kree. Yeah. Because actually having her, um, yeah, I think having her and um, uh, Carol would have worked perfectly, actually. So okay, as we're talking about Gemma Chan, I've got, I got, I got, I got, I got an issue there. Oh, I think she's a great actress. Don't don't get me wrong, Gemma Chan. Don't get me wrong, she's absolutely brilliant, and I loved her in Humans. I think it was the Channel Four series. Really good. Um, but she is also Cersei in Eternals. So how can she be two roles? Is this has this is she the first person? in Marvel MCU history to play two roles and that are currently still alive as well. Oh, no. No, you know, she I think she might be. There's two. been re- there's been recasts. Like you've got um the guy who plays Shazam, name uh, escapes me. Mm. Um he was in he was the original kind of one of the knights in in Thor that got recast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Zachary Levi, isn't it? Is it Zachary Levi? I think it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, is she is she the first to be playing two currently MCU characters? I think she might be the first to play two different characters in the same year. Because do you remember when we did? Um, uh, I think when we even Incredible Hulk might have been even our first podcast. There was a character who plays a lecturer in the university. That it, that oh it, yes, and yeah. he was also part of Spider Man. Yes, where he had a different job, but it was the same character, I think. Yes. Um. So technically, technically not the same. Per- not there's been more than just Gemma Chan who's played two characters in MCU, but I think Gemma Chan will be the first to play two different, com- completely different characters at the same time. Like, and uh, what if what if those two characters meet? Because well, theor- you talk theoretically, yeah, 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 that could, it could happen, couldn't it? it? Could. Well, and uh, to be honest, mate, bearing in mind what we know about the Eternals, and bearing, I would, I would much rather they canned her Eternals character and made a much bigger deal out of a Kree character. Yeah, I, I, this is the other thing. When we will talk about Eternals when we get to it, but I very much uh, enjoyed her Kree character much more than Cersei. I think there's there was kind of like. Um, there was kind of like a mixture, of like, like you could see her in the Guardians. Yeah, you could see like you could see that kind of crew actually in the first part of the movie, and obviously you know Korath is part of that. You know you could see this kind of feels like it could be some sort of you know Guardians dynamic, mm. um, which would have been interesting to see. So yeah, I agree with you. I think I think you know that there was opportunities to to 
maybe there is an opportunity to develop her character a little bit more, but now she's kind of committed to Cersei and you know that they're running with Eternals a little bit more heavier than kind of focusing on a, a Creed side story. Yes. I doubt very much we're going to see her as that character again. Mm. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Um, I, let's have a little chat about... Um, kind of. We'll come back to characters and, and actors, but I want us to talk about Nick Fury's um, reveal... Of how he loses his eye. Right. I'm glad you brought this up. Why does it happen off camera? <laughs> yeah. That's, why does, why, that's it. Yeah. Why is it, so the, the yeah. biggest question or the biggest question you're gonna have as a fan of the MCU who has seen Nick Fury up to now with one eye is how the fuck does he lose this eye? And when is it going to happen during this film? And it's teased constant, consistently throughout the movie as well. Yeah. He, oh, he nearly... Oh, he could have lost an eye. Oh, he could have lost an eye. And he loses his eye, but we haven't seen what what it is, and he only mentions it to Coulson. Yeah, yeah. What a waste of an entire was, big plot. It was... A, yeah, it was, a bit of a, it was a bit of a waste. And, and then as well, I think there was kind of an opportunity there to really play into it and lean into it and maybe it doesn't have to be a dramatic kind of heroic way that he lost his eye but at least you kind of give the audience the satisfaction of at least seeing what happens yeah 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 instead of us going uh oh okay oh right fine like that was and that was it um i i enjoyed up until that point really i enjoyed the kind of teasing of how it how it might happen because there was that moment in the when they were all doing the autopsy on the scroll, he was like, how's your eye? And he was like, oh, yeah, that's no, fine. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, nearly, nearly lost it. Um, but, like, they could have leaned into that a little bit more and just did the payoff a little bit better, I thought. I, I, For me, best scenario would have been if it was the cat. Yeah. Like, if the cat would have clawed at him or done the, the weird cat thing that he, the cat did it towards the end where it's like got fucking tentacles going out of his mouth and stuff. Like, if it just yeah. nabs his eye as well, would have been yeah. great because he, he yeah. he's perfectly aligned with the cat. It would be the stupidest reason ever which would fit Nick Fury to a T. Yeah. But it would be the most daftest reason why he's lost his eye. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. It was just revealed in a half... Like in a ten-second dialogue with another character who wasn't even there. So yeah. I'm like, what the fuck was that about? Yeah, it's weird. I speak, you know, I, you know, there are quite a few moments I think in the movie that kind of like jarred. But there was, I think, there was one thing that they did really well, mm. and that was tipping their hat off to Stanley. Yes. Um, I thought yeah. the opening of uh, the ident of the Marvel Studios, and we just get, you know, usually get the kind of. You know, dun, 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 you get the theme song, and obviously you, you want to see your, you know, your heroes. But mm. you, we all we need in that moment, and it was 2019. We lost Stanley, and um, we get a kind of ident of all of his life and times. And at the end, it kind of just fades out into a thank you, Stan. Brilliantly tasteful, and and I and I, it's all you know. I think it's 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 so weird to think that you know without this one man we wouldn't have all these characters we mm. wouldn't have these stories and fair enough he did make lots of partnerships and there's lots of people on board that are involved on who and how these characters have been created and developed throughout the years in the comics in particular but like this man really is up there 
with the Tolkien's, like ge- genuinely, yeah, like yeah. it's it's incredible the the work that he managed to achieve in in one lifetime. And I think the even when they did the tip when he did his last, I think it was his last cameo, wasn't it? I think I think this was. Oh, is is Endgame his last one? I think they I did. Don't, yeah, did they get him in Endgame? I've got a feeling they get him in Endgame. But yeah, I might be, yeah, I might be wrong about that. But again, there was just a really lovely, specific moment in the middle of an action scene, of which actually I quite enjoyed that kind of subway scene, that kind of chase scene that they had um, yeah. with the scrolls. Um, but like that moment where she kind of looks to Stanley, he's um, holding a, a comic which has a relevance to another cameo he did in 1995, um, around the same time as when the movie's kind of set. Mm. Um, but it, it's focused in really nicely. There's a lovely kind of underscore as well of kind of like jubilant kind of like trumpets or whatever it is underscoring it. And I thought it was really nice. And I just, I just want to make sure that we say it in the podcast as well, because we usually, we started off this podcast by talking about our favorite Stanley moments with, or doing a tip to a cameo, but this in this particular, you know, mm. it being, you know, and the it, year we lost him. So yeah. And it was my, yeah. Cap, uh, Captain, Mar- um, oh my God. Yeah. Um, Captain Marvel looking at, um, Stan on the bus. It was an amazing moment. A little smile and a little wink. Yeah, um, yeah. It was great. It was good. It was great. I, I mean, the kind of you know, comedy side of me and the British side, British side of me wanted. Do you know? Um, so you know, in EastEnders, I do. Do So it's a well-known yeah. soap opera uh, yeah. in Britain, uh, United Kingdom, for anybody. Um, and basically, what they do, if there is a death of a really important uh, character, um, they, play, they play a slightly slowed down, sadder version of the iconic theme tune. And, uh, <laughs> and there was a part of me that thought, oh, this really could have, uh, really could have that, that, you know, just a sad piece of Marvel music. <laughs> Lights down and finish. See, um, but but no, apparently not. Apparently that would have been wildly. It wasn't in there. It wasn't in there, mate. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. So no, no, it's good. It was lovely. And yes, I am right. His final cameo is actually an Endgame. So it is. Yeah, he will feature for the last time next week's podcast gosh uh, yeah mad um going back to characters going back to actors and performances and uh and all that kind of stuff um let's let's talk about brie larson um Mm. as captain marvel um I, i i think uh it's fair to say Fans of the mcu fans of marvel marvel comics uh have been very vocal on Brie Larson being Captain Marvel. And I think uh, some, at some, I think personally, some comments being quite unfair. Um, I, I personally, I enjoy her performances for the most part. Um, I, and I think I, unfortunately I'm a little bit biased. So one of my favorite movies of all time, Forrest is Scott Pilgrim. Um, And she's in Scott Pilgrim and, uh, at the time, I remember watching it, going like, "Oh my god, she's an awesome rock chick, and she can sing as well." And she sang uh, one of the songs as well in the in it as well. And I remember, I so I have a kind of a real kind of 
I have a different perception of of what I see Brie Larson as um, being this kind of like quirky indie um, actress. Um, but like, I think the casting of her being a Captain Marvel has grown on me through the years. I can understand how people have been kind of quite vocal on kind of her performance being quite uh, plain being mm. quite stoic, not being expressive enough. Um, though that is, I think that's just how she performs. That's how she kind of delivers her work um, and makes it her own. Um, so I, 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 I think I can agree with there were, mo- I think there were moments in this movie where it, where it needed more emotional weight. However, not to say that she's not capable of doing that kind of work. I think she is, but I think there might be times where we're maybe waiting for that because again, we this is still really theoretically speaking quite a new superhero for us to understand and learn and get layered onto you know so with iron man we had a whole 10 year experience with iron man yeah, yeah up yeah. until Endgame, right but with Car- carol danvers with captain marvel you know Endgame happens in the same year as this movie being released so it's still very new and I mm. still think we're at a very new phase, especially coming into the sequel mm. um, of Captain Marvel. I think we're going to learn a little bit more. And I think she's going to show um, audiences that might be opposing of her playing this role exactly how well she can play this role. And I have every faith in her. Um, but with that, I'm also interested in your thoughts. I uh, I agree. Uh, I think it's um she was let down to a certain degree with the writing of this movie uh and kind of what we talk about or i've mentioned in regards to the first act being almost solely relied upon with action sequences uh and then the last just so many action sequences that we don't actually get to the heart of the character and that for me is partly why i really like that scene um with with herself um and uh, Talos, um, Talos. Have I said that right? Talos. Uh, Talos. Um, because that you know that's the that's the part where we actually get to see some of Bree's um, acting. It's to see yeah. actual actual drama there, and then yeah. get to see the character and what she's bringing to it. Um, so I, I feel like she was kind of let down by the writing that she didn't have that much earlier on in the film, um, mm-hmm. and you know. An origin film has to be done right in order for us to see that actor shine within that character. If it's not done right, yeah. you're only going to get what the writers, you know, can achieve. So, um, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I think it's going to really change the more and more we see of, of, yeah. of her as Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, and I think, yeah, I, I'm perfectly fine with Brie. I think Brie is a great actress. I think she is suited for the role of Captain Marvel. I think I think she's great. I think there's, you know, if you want to, you want to be able to, if you you're concerned about that, there are a lot of other characters in the MCU that you need 100%. to change well before you need to worry about her. Yeah, completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are <laughs> some people you yeah. need to take out of the role immediately before you worry about. Worry yeah, about yeah. I, I'm interested to know who you're talking about. But uh, do we yeah. need to talk about it? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think there's specific examples right now, but I know I certainly know as we've as we've gone through the movies, there are you know there are an abundance of people, maybe not on the kind of highest level that she is. So I, I suppose you could argue that it's not really the same because it's not. I'm not talking about the kind of the main cohort, uh, although you could argue. 
possibly Paul Rudd as Ant-Man. Not really. Is it really suited? Is yeah. it the writing? What yep. is the issue there? Um, um, but yeah, not not top tier, but certainly there are people in the middle there that are a bit like, yeah. Like, nah, you know, fine, yeah. not fine. Who what knows? What are you doing? Um, but yeah. yes. Yeah, that's fine. I think, um, I mean, all right. I, I feel... I don't really have much else to say about this movie, and I and I'm aware that there probably should be more things to talk about. But there's there's a there's a couple of Easter eggs. There's a couple Ooh. of Easter eggs that kind of throw that. into my mind. Um, there's uh, oh gosh, I I went to say it and then I immediately forgot what they were. I um, uh. one thing I will say while you're finding out. Yeah. I did love the little touch uh, in the um, at the end of the movie where we find where we see why it was called the Avengers Initiative. Oh yes, uh, yeah. So Nick Fury is pondering, you know, on on what to call it, uh, and he sees kind of Avenger on the side of uh, the helicopter that Carol Danvers used to use. Um, and I thought, yeah, that was that was that was great. Uh, it, was, it wouldn't a helicopter it would have been a plane, but yeah. And the side oh, of it, uh, really good. I've got some. I've got some uh, stuff. Oh, give me, give me, give me the stuff. Give me all the stuff. Um, okay, so uh, going back to the blockbuster. Ooh. moment that I really oh, yeah. enjoyed. Um, I've just found out that it actually was the last open blockbuster ever oh. that they shot in. So it was the actual last blockbuster video store uh, that they got to, which is crazy. So it's in Bend, Oregon. Ooh. It's cool. The, the, la- the last Netflix culprit was the last ever blockbuster <laughs> yeah. before Netflix sliced its head off. <laughs> Um, there was kind of so okay. Going back to the fact that it was you know mid nineties, nineteen ninety five. Um, that was the same year Toy Story came out, yeah, nice. and there was kind of uh, links to kind of her and Carol Danvers being kind of a stranded alien on Earth, uh, which very much is linked to the legendary Buzz Lightyear, to which infinity I quite like. Infinity and beyond, and beyond. <laughs> Oh fucking hell! You're doing Ian McKellen becomes buzzer. Oh, oh. infinity! Now <laughs> to infinity, band beyond, and and now Michael Caine as Buzz Lightyear, please. Uh, um, uh, uh, t- t- uh, master, ma- master Bruce, uh, to to infinity and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> my my new favourite game. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear as a different actor each time. That is absolute. Uh, could you could you do Kira Knightley as Buzz Lightyear, please? Uh, 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 um, uh, to to infinity and and beyond. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've lost it now. Okay, so <laughs> okay, going back to the Easter eggs. Genius. There's just one thing because I want to talk about because we stopped. We were talking about Gemma Chan, and I was like, "Oh, I must talk about that." Mm. And it was uh, 
the Kree Star Force. Now that they are, they are, they are an eclectic mix of superheroes that have been used kind of in a similar fashion to the Guardians before, I think, uh-huh. in certain comics or stories and stuff like that. Um, and I, th- I think there's there, there's kind of like hint in there that they could be used um, for future kind of like references and stuff. But like, mm. I don't, I, I, I just, I just, I would like to see that more because I think there's something within it, and I think the characters and the the actors that they've got on board for those roles would work really well. And also it brings up the conversation of who do we have as a replacement for the Guardians when when we get Guardians 3 and we finish with the Guardians. What eclectic mix of people else can we kind of have in the MCU that might fill that void? And when we say void, I mean a void. It's going to leave a massive hole in the Yeah, but that's if you believe they're going. They are, That's mate. Only if you believe they are not. They are ceasing to exist after They three. are finished. Honestly, mate, I then, don't think we'll get no, another Guardians. They are de- They may not. They. It won't be in the same guise as it is now, but they are de- I 100% do not believe Star-Lord is leaving us. Uh, I don't believe. I honestly don't believe Rocket's leaving us. Uh, yeah, 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 you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's too... The money... That gets ploughed out of having those as part of the MCU is too big. It's too much of a gamble to get. They're all going to DC. They'll all. I gar. I guarantee you, mate. I guarantee you, Chris Pratt will take uh, a DC contract the moment they start extending their universe. I think Dave Bautista will take a DC contract at some point. Um, Kevin, Kevin yeah. can't. Kevin can't allow it, mate. Because especially. Because they're going into this whole segment with the MCU where there's so much uncertainty. I, I just can't believe Kevin would take a risk where he'd go, right, you know, we're going to lose yeah. these. I don't know. Uh, but, it, you know, uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Maybe Captain just... Captain Marvel and Star-Lord rock it up together. Random, yeah, at, never you know. know. You never know. Right. Um, what are you giving this rating, mate? <laughs> Come on. You, I, you've just given me the first ever uh, Matt's lost the will to live. Look, <laughs> now, I've, I've, <laughs> Matt's run out of things to say. He, he's not a greatest fan of the movie and he just wants to rush off so he can A, all, deal, deal with the rest of the fire and also go and watch Endgame. <laughs> all I know, that's it. All I know is next week is Endgame. So yeah. let's get to it so we can talk about it for three hours, all right? <laughs> That will be the longest podcast. Uh, yes. Uh, what review? So I would give this. Uh, so this bag of crisps is. Um, it's it's the. <laughs> Sorry, go <come> on. <laughs> it's I've strolled in the Tesco's for my meal deal. I've walked up to the crisp bar. I've seen all the usuals. I've seen the niceties. I've gone all. Oh, I'm going to pluck up this one. <laughs> What's this one, do you say? It's cheese and onion. I'm not a fan of cheese and onion, but <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have it if there's nothing else there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've nothing else to say. It's the cheese Great. and onion. I'll give it 50%, no more, no less. It's good. It's all right. Gets the job done. It's moved it along. Yep. 
Now let's have some endgame fun. All I'm going to say is mini cheddars. Oh, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's, whoa. What, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm going to no, give No, Matt. Mini cheddars Li- is little, too high, mate. No, little bag of mini cheddars. Little, you know, those little small bags that you get in kind of the multi-pack. Yeah. You're getting one of those. It's not enough because you're always going to want two bags. Okay. But you're going to, yeah, you, you, you enjoy certain bits of that. And you know that really what you wanted to get was a sharing bag. So you're only getting half of what you want. That's yeah. what I mean. Mini yeah. cheddars. I, I, yeah, it's 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 the equivalent of you've gone to your mum. Oh, do you know what, mum? Can you those sensation, those you know sweet chili sensations? I would love a bag, love a bag, please. And then she's come home, bought all the bags, bought all the bags. She's dropped them off. You're like you're there, you know. Ten year old you is there, like oh my god, it's a big moment, big moment. Yep, she's gonna yep. bring them out. She's gonna produce yep. the sweet chili. She gets them out. What are they? Roast chicken and thyme. I'm out. <sighs> I am. I am out. That gets boring after about three crisps. Honestly, dear listener, if you are still putting up for these with these ratings, I commend you. Mm. Because I honestly, I mean, I think this has got to be the most unique way of review of 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 like rating a movie mm. of all oh. time. And 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 and, and genius, genius. So it, you know, it's beautiful. It's great. It, it's either genius or stupid or com- <laughs> complete shit. Uh, like. Absolutely, bottom of the barrel bollocks. It's either those two things. It's nothing in between. Genius. I don't, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. knows? Um, well, fair. Well, I like. I like it. I, f- I think. I think it's all kind of a fifty percent. I think it is around that fifty percent mark. It hits certain good moments, but it doesn't fulfil on a, a fair few things. Um, uh, I, but equally, I do think it kind of. Um, was a stronger movie than Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, and, far better and, than Ant Man. And we're fair, and we've have spoken about this. We when we you know we have spoken about this last week as well. I do still feel like Captain Marvel would have been a better movie to be played straight after Infinity War, um, yeah. just because of the fact that it is a different time scale. It is a completely. It's in the nineties, so it is out of the timeline that you're living in. So it, it immediately sets you as an audience to kind of distance yourself from Infinity War and not spending the whole movie thinking, okay, okay, are they are they at this point? Are they fighting in Wakanda? Do they do they know that, that what's going on right now is it over the news right now? What's happening? You know, has the blip happened at this point? Like all all those questions. Uh, were running through my mind with that man of the wasp and it really shouldn't have been the case i should have been focused on the story um so i think captain marvel would have alleviated that for the audience but that's our thoughts yours might be different dear listener and that is why it is really important to connect with us and for us to listen and to give you some shout outs as well you know we want to read out emails as we go along these movies they're still loads of content i know we're getting to end game and we're nearly finished with phase three but we've got all of phase four to get through as well and obviously when we get past phase four we're then up to date with all the movies and it gives us an opportunity to go through kind of different timelines and different universes as well and superheroes so please do give us an email don't be a hero podcast at gmail.com or just send us a message on twitter on don't, uh, dbah at twitter or don't be a hero podcast on instagram and tiktok all right so do just give us a little dm on your thoughts on captain marvel and we'll give it a you know we'll no doubt do a highlights episode after phase three and we'll read out some emails there all right um 
also the other thing I wanted to say before we finish, Forrest, mm. we're nearly at a thousand subscribers, mate. Fa- followers, Ooh. followers, subscribers—that's oh. a YouTube thing. That would have been followers. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, on Instagram, Boom, which on is Instagram. amazing. I'm loving that. Absolutely. So thank you so much for following us. Um, and uh, continue to stay followed. Enjoy enjoy the content. Um, we are in conversation, uh, Matt, about the future of our content, aren't we? We are indeed. Uh, and we're going to spice it up a little bit. We might bring, yeah, in yeah. A, might bring in a little virtual quaver or two uh, to just juice it up. Just juice that sweet, crispy juiceness. Um, so, mm, I like it. Um, so, yeah, do, yeah, but keep engaged. Do let us know your thoughts. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, and we'll see you for the big one. I can't, honestly, mate, this is but it. This is one. it. This, this is, is the moment. Oh, this is this end game is the moment. Of all moments, and we get to relive it. I can't wait to turn it on, mate. Do you know what's amazing? It's that this is falling on my birthday week. So when we record this, so as it's, well, this will be uploaded. Oh my god, this will be uploaded on my birthday. Happy birthday, oh, mate! Happy birthday, Matt! I didn't oh, realise. Oh, happy birthday! Yeah, because it'll be Wednesday the eighth. So it's, it's so today. I'm talking in the past. In the today <laughs> is my birthday. So when we record, no doubt, Endgame, because we do we do things a little bit ahead here, we're gonna get do it on my birthday week. So it's gonna be a bloody good week to do it. Oh, fantastic! No, I, I honestly I can't wait. It it oh god, god, I have no words for this movie, and I and I I'm gonna try my very hardest to be coherent and to mm. not, not to be overly emotional. But no, I, I I can't help but there might be some some emotions pouring out of me next week. Um, because there's so much to talk about there's so much to dissect and there's so much to be thankful for <laughs> for this movie i think like you can't you can't not watch this movie and go oh that was all right yeah fine you know you, you need you like the, the 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 amount of storytelling that has been told for this payoff for this moment and um yeah i mean we'll talk about it next week <laughs> I can't, I can't wait. I can't, I, Join us, I'm dear listener. So You've got sad. to be there for us. Do make sure you listen. Do make sure you give us a good shout out. We're going to put out, um, just be aware, keep on tabs on our Instagram as well in particular. We're going to put out lots of comments, lots of questions as well, running up to Endgame. We want to get your thoughts. We want to read out your comments, give you a good shout out as well for next week's podcast. So do keep on tabs on our Instagram. Have you got a poem for us this week? I don't, mate, no. I've been I've been so flustered flustered with, with my fire. day oh, with the with the mate. fire and everything. I got nothing. I got nothing but but what I can say is I could I can I could play you out either with a song or with a bit of motivational speaking or uh I, I don't know what uh, I I could I could do you want me to I, I mean I could take I I could try and crush this beer on my head. Oh that hey, let's do that. <laughs> The one thing I was it's, hoping you not to say. Yes, yeah. Wow. Uh. Okay, dear listener, I do. I do this for you. For you. Ah. There you go. Happy birthday, mate. Thanks, mate.
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you for listening to another episode of Don't Be a Hero podcast. If you have any comments, feedback, or any thoughts, email us at don'tbeaheropodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other streaming platforms for future content. And to keep up to date on all things Don't Be a Hero, follow us on our Instagram or our TikTok at Don't Be a Hero Podcast. We'll see you there.